0: it's a long way down living six feet off the ground but no matter how much i slouch i know i'll never blend in with the crowd it's a long way down slave
1: drivers yeah i was uh i was listening to um other podcasts you know i do that occasionally in the car ride Mm -hmm. car rides today and i was just thinking like i was listening to them and being like most of them are like professional podcasts, and so it's was like, "There's a certain joy you can hear in the voice of the hosts when they're not the ones who are going to have to edit it."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. We both share that. Yeah,
1: because you got your own. You got you've, you've I'm, got. W- I'm editing right now. You have I've a more monstrous uh, one I've, than I do. Got you got sound effects and shit.
0: Sound effects, long as. Actual Balls. production
1: co- quality, yeah. Multiple tracks, <sighs> yeah, sucks. I got this down to a science, man. I, I record us onto the same track so I can just do the edits once, and then I split the stereo, and turn it mono. It's you know, it's so good, smart, yeah. Just yeah, smarter. yeah. When you come, things from a tech way, first, terrible content, excellent formatting. <laughs>
0: um, That's our motto. motto, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was something I wanted to say about the uh, the addendum for our, from the last one. Oh, our, okay. Remind yeah, me. Yeah. So. Pretty much everything that I talked about in terms of like DMing, and something that you even like said about like I can just sort of sit there and not mm-hmm. do anything and they'll just go with it. Yeah, I do think that is coming from a very. It's a performance. Okay. So. Not not to say that they're not they don't have fun with it. I I'm just saying that that is how they play. And something that I was thinking about after we talked about that was that my other group, my home game, as I call it, which is, you know, just me and some friends that I know, they don't want that. They very much don't look to tabletop stuff that way. They, when they play D and D, they want me to tell them a story. Yeah. And they want to, they want to throw colorful rocks and say, I got big number. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then clap at big number. Um, (laughs) And and like I. There was a while where I was just I was just like and then you go and do this, and they're like cool, yeah. and then you go and do this. Cool. Yeah. We've changed the the cast a little bit since then, just because of you know life. Yeah. And there are now a couple of people who definitely do. Want to make their own choices. Okay. And th- I'm. You that. That, that, that's what you hope for. That's what I hope for. You know, it means they're engaged in the story. And I don't, I'm not saying that the other people weren't engaged in the story. I'm just saying that that wasn't the kind of story that they were No, I get you. I get you. And it's this whole, like... You've sort of arrived at a group that that
1: matches the amount of agency that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And you should always look for that, no matter who you are. Because there are some people who want the critical role of just like, I want to... I'm a master of my own domain and yeah. like I'm going to embody this character for the next 3 hours. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to think like myself anymore. And then yeah. there's other people who are just in there like I want to hang out with my friends. I want to fight a big monster and I want to be like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. High five him. Yeah. And that's like, it. Yeah. Like, I, like why are you fighting the monster? It doesn't matter. I stabbed it in the face.
1: Sometimes you just want to do a Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I get that, man. Yeah. And so I guess my the whole reason I'm bringing it up is Know who you 're playing with, and you know find someone like don't go in expecting one and being disappointed when everyone but you is, wants the other thing
1: well that's an interesting uh, uh, I, th- I think that those are wise words of advice, and I think I think you're you're, you're wise to suggest to our, our listeners and future uh, tabletop players to uh, to pursue their own interests. I also am interested by, by what a uh, succinct allegory for uh, Ayn Rand, that, uh, that is. Like, know who you're playing with and, and, ex- and, and don't expect something different. Yeah. But uh, which I guess we should say uh, welcome to Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2".
0: I'm Connor, 6'4". I just realized, I don't know what we're talking about this episode. Oh, we were going to do
1: Objectivism this time. We are doing it? Are, are, you, are you into it this time? I can.
0: I can just pull up my... I, 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 was, I wanted the Wikipedia article open up okay. while Fair I enough. did Fair it because enough. I'm Fair like, enough. I got some, th- some feelings, some thoughts... I don't know why one of
1: the, anyways, Tall Talk is the podcast where we look down on things from high above. I just wanted—I I actually did have that tagline ready, and so I just wanted to—I want to make sure I got that one out. Good. While Connor's looking up his Wikipedia, because yeah, because I, I, th- so this week, this week we were we were thinking a little bit because I've I've dunked, uh, 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 I've sort of side dunked on objectivism throughout these, um, these podcasts, and and in fact, our only listener engagement to date, uh, I think, was basically born on the back of me dunking on objectivism uh,
0: Connor knows who I'm talking about, yeah. but, um, I mean, anyone who goes on, anyone, anyone who goes on our page can see the yeah, review. Yeah. There's
1: exactly one review and I'm pretty sure it's self identifies <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. So, so, so I, I thought, I thought the uh, what might be most interesting would be for maybe like, we could start with, you could tell me in your words, what you understand objectivism to be. And I should say, I'm interested in that. I also want to connect it to a few other things that I think put it in a greater context.
0: Okay, good. Because I'm going to be honest. This is a way bigger article than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard to read on air. Yeah. uh, And so, but also just getting through it for research purposes for this episode, I was like... Dense. It it is. Metaphysics, objective reality, stuff like that. Yeah, it's... The thing is, like, once you... Epistemology? What the hell does that mean?
1: that's like where where uh where uh it's it's the study of theory like it's the it's it's, it's reason it it's like yeah. the study of of systems of thought okay i, think, I believe actually uh, ma- let me let me make sure i'm uh,
0: criticism on ep- epistemology the theory of knowledge especially
1: with regard to its methods validity validity and scope mhm that's mm-hmm. so what i do know what i'm talking about
0: good for me okay so I'm going to be honest, the very first time you I heard the term objectivism, I thought that it was a moral philosophy derived of contrarianism.
1: I was like, oh yeah, you object. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that you're wrong in the modern uh, incarnations. Uh, fair. And,
0: um, and then I started reading about it. And this is... Bit, okay, I didn't get very far. So this is just based off of the... Yeah, philosophical. Yeah. No, I just, I want to know where you're starting. Okay. There are three axioms to Rand's philosophy, existence, consciousness, and identity. I now mean, an axiom in this situation is a statement that identifies the base of knowledge and any further statement pertaining to that knowledge, a statement necessarily contained in all others, whether any particular speaker chooses to identify it or not. And then it just, that, at that point I'm like, this is a lot. For a definition, yeah, these are all nonsense. Um, Like, yeah. So what I got from it is, is that things only exist because they do. Oh, it's not even. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Which I guess is like, like, and, and like, a thing can't exist in more ways than one. Yes. So, like, a it, bird is a bird. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. I think I think that. Uh, yeah. I think part part of the problem here is that is that wick is that um, objectivism itself is uh, is is not a particularly well structured school of thought. So it's hard to sort of get. Yeah, I didn't make your, it to ethics. Yeah. So so basically. What, like, like she, she, there's, a lot, there's a lot of flowery language about
0: it. But basically what, what hedonisms she's... don't want just, to... I just scrolled to a random part. Hedonism, or a whim worshiper or hedonist, according to Rand, is not motivated by a desire to live his own human life, but by a wish to live on a subhuman level. Instead of using that which promotes my human life, he's a human, yeah. therefore rational organism. Okay,
1: so what, what, what she means is that, like, people who don't have the same taste as her are wrong. That's what she means by that statement.
0: Okay, so um, here's, here's the yeah. philosophy that I want... Like, not not yeah, philosophy, because maybe that's the wrong yeah, yeah. word. But here's the example that I wanted to use. Okay. and that I, This is why I, I kind of just sort of stopped paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because I think in her mind, an hour is an hour. Yes. But here's the thing. To a person with a car who can drive to and from their job, an hour is <sighs> whatever. But for someone who doesn't have a car and has to wait for the bus, an hour suddenly becomes... Way more. So valuable. you have
1: you have instantly cut to the quick of this, and so and and so let me let me let me refer, like y- you are right, and uh, and let me, let me let me sort of in broad strokes summarize what what she's talking about here. The, okay. th- the thing about reality that you are talking about, objectivism, literally in its. Basic form is there is an objective of reality that exists mm-hmm. regardless of how I feel about it, how you feel about it, how anybody feels about it. There is an objective reality that exists. I mean, okay? I think you can say that about the
0: universe and that a star. It's not exists. an
1: unreasonable point of view. Yeah. Uh, it's what she does with it that's a problem. Um, although I will also say that um, it, it suffers from like yeah, sure. There's an objective universe that I mean, presumably there's an objective universe regardless of our feelings. But do you really think human beings are perceiving even any part of it That doesn't matter That's a whole different thing that's the metaphysical thing she's just not not a very searching thinker in my opinion. Um, the main portion of what uh, of her of her philosophy essentially boils down to there are some people who are more worthy than others and, and that's that is the basic tenet of it because objectivism the this idea of an objective reality, mm-hmm. her point of view was in this objective reality you can clearly identify that some people have a greater effect on the world than other people. Some people make more money, some people are have more power, some people you know, and, and so that sort of thing. And it is not because of the circumstances that they find themselves. It is in because them. they are more worthy. Ooh. Yes. She and, and, and now, now for example, like now there's a lot of philosophies that that when you boil down to it, get there. Um and, and we'll get into that there's in real a second eugenics. Sort of situation. I mean, you could talk about Christianity. I mean, you—I mean, like when you think about it, it's—it is. There are all kinds of, and, and I will connect these up in a second here. Like I've, I have actual notes for once. Okay, good. Um, but uh, but the point—the the point to get is that she believes that there are some people who are more worthy than others, and that the, those people are the ones who are dragging society forward, and the rest of everybody else is just hanger-ons and layabouts. It's that part. It's that second part that is kind of the problem for me. Um, And, and, and what I'll say is like, because I think anybody would agree that there are some people on the face of this earth who happen, who, who for whatever reason drive human progress or, you know, forward or backwards in your opinion, but more there, there's, there are some names that are in the history books and there are some that are not. And this is something that we, that we can agree on. Um, what, uh, th- where she diverges from a lot of other thought that sort of encapsulates that idea is she says that the other people are chattel and are useless and are not w- chattel. Essentially, chattel. I mean, what, like, what, like, no, like, what is that word? Chattel. It means like, uh, like livestock. So, okay. And, and the other, the, the other critical portion of this is she is very, very, very against any form of charity, welfare, government assistance, government subsidies, anything. On that, on that level, she is very opposed to. Now, when she wrote these books opposing this, this was in the first half of her life, not the second half of her life, where she existed and lived solely due to government subsidies and welfare. But that's – I'm actually not really I, – I don't really want to attack her, the person, right now. Um, mm, because why, you know... We
0: wouldn't be the first, we're not going to be the last. We wouldn't be the first,
1: we're not going to be the last, and honestly, it's such an easy target. I would much rather attack the school of thought, which is a little bit more mercurial, but I think I can draw a clear line here through a lot of shitty things to the the instant
0: I feel like the instant someone says, someone's philosophy includes the... I guess I'll use the term axiom of some are doers and some are... feeders?
1: Well, the thing is, it's like that... I, I, well, feeders is yeah. That's that's horrible. Like like there are some people who are invested in changing the world around them, and there are some people who just live in it. And I think that that's true. And but I also think that you need way more people who just want to live in it for the world to work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna. Okay, we're not getting into my flaws. Okay, but yes. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a. So there is a growing number of posts on a certain social media site that begins with a T, and it's not Twitter. <laughs> Tumblr.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, okay. Not not truth
0: or whatever. Okay. Yeah. There's a one. That's Trump's. Oh no. yeah No, no. There's a growing There's a growing philosophy on t- on Tumblr, which is a lot of people who are going, "Hey, I I'm uh, watching the the age range of Tumblr change has mm-hmm. been fascinating from just like how the user base views the world uh cuz when I was in high school, that was when everyone first joined it. Everyone had these aspirations of like we're going we're gonna to change the world. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I want to be happy. And you know what that means? Finding something that makes me happy. Even if it's just me enjoying my little shows I and sipping just, my little teas. That's life, man. I think that's, I think and that's I, life. And I'm like, that is a growing sentiment on that place where I'm thinking like. But th- I think that's just people entering in their 30s. It is, but it's a direct conflict of. Yeah. She's looking down on these people when they're like finding joy in this.
1: Well, I think, well, I, I, the, the, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she looks down on fucking everybody. Um, and, 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 yeah, you're not wrong. Like, but that, that is the problem. Like with her philosophy is her philosophy has no room for anybody who is not the, the absolute top tier of humanity. And guess what? Even the top tier of humanity ain't. And, or like, like, you know, but like, also- like Elon Musk is no Richard Feynman. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, like, like
0: there's, there, there's a lot of problems, but yeah. Go ahead. Oh, actually, speaking of Elon Musk, I know that the person uh, – maybe, maybe this is just for you, actually, so you can cut this if you want okay, to. Okay. Uh, I was. My parents are buying a um, – Tesla? No, they're buying an electric car. And I was like, what about Tesla? And he went, I hate Musk.
1: Cool. Good. Good for your dad. <laughs> Mr. Uh, – yeah, the big, big ups. Big ups on that front. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, Elon, full objectivist. Full objectivist, I assure you. Uh. Um Like, uh, 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 and you can tell, you can tell from his language and and the, and the, the memes that he chooses to share. Um, like anybody who calls himself a libertarian these days is almost certainly also an objectivist. And, and, and for an easy, clear example that our listenership will probably know, I just want to point to uh, man of steel. the Zack Snyder's first Superman movie. This is a very, the, everything that Zack Snyder got wrong about Superman, he got wrong because he views it through the the lens of objectivism the core of superman the whole point of superman like distill him down to one sentence is he's the guy who could do anything and chooses to help that's him like that's who he is he's the guy who can do anything he could rule the world if he wanted to he could destroy the world if he wanted to what he chooses to do is live a live a good life and help wherever he can
0: do you agree with this I do. He chooses to work at a newspaper and tell stories, and he chooses to fly around with a cape. Oh, sorry. If we're going based on the original comics, yeah. he jumps around.
1: Or flies around. I don't get, Look, look. I mean, my, yeah, my Superman flies. You know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be clear. But, but, <laughs> but just the, the point is that, like, this is a guy who is literally the Ubermensch. I mean, he's, the guy, he's, he's uh, the guy who, if you were looking for an objectivist, you know, an objectivist icon, it would be the man. It would be, be Superman himself. Uh, and he chooses to help. Um, Zack Snyder's movie is a movie about everybody protecting Superman's specialness. It is about... Like, like the, 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 the majority
0: the, of that movie is um, him not wanting to help. Exactly, yeah. And
1: why he doesn't want to help is because his dad, Kevin Costner, keeps telling him that it's not worth revealing his secret to save anybody, including himself. This is so overtly at odds with everything that Superman stands for. Like, 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 I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be crazy, crazy nerd guy, but there's a sequence where Superman's father who in the comics is the man who raised this kid uh, says, you can see him say, no, don't save me. Don't save this school bus full of fucking children. Let us die. Why? So your secret is safe. That uh, ergo your, your, your secrets are more important than the lives of everybody on this bus,
0: and I'm gonna, I might give Zack Snyder an out here, just in the fact no, that no, not on my podcast. I don't think it's I, I, this. My did he write it as well? Who wrote that movie? I, I, I all right, fine, I'll, I'll look it up. But my point is, I think this is a very misguided attempt at creating drama. A character that they just don't understand.
1: But that's my that's my point. It's like I'm I, like look, take a swing and a miss on drama. I understand, makes sense. But
0: yes, to have internal conflict or but, see, is not interesting. But
1: th- this is this is this is one hundred percent a total misapprehension of the character. I mean, it's like like no, wh- it is like like super like it's no longer Superman. If Superman, he's not the guy who feels like he needs to help.
0: I don't feel like did any of the previous ones have this sort of situation? No, he was always no. helping. God, no. God not even close. It was uh Superman Returns is a great movie. It's plot is nonsensical. But oh, that's it, interesting.
1: Nolan. Nolan and, and, and Goyer wrote the wrote the Goyer wrote the screenplay, Nolan wrote the story. Um Nolan I would also put in that same category. I would
0: also say say that Nolan was probably dragged in that because of the Batman trilogy. Yeah, but I'd also say that I,
1: I think Nolan has strong objectivist tendencies. But I also like I give him a little bit more of a pass because he actually makes good movies and and does he anymore? And, and he, he d- made good movies. Well, here's okay. First of all, fuck you. But second of all, whoa! whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Did you like Tenet? one one bad movie out of a fucking career of of, of I also, smashes?
0: I also. You're right. Inception is more entertaining than people give it credit for. Yeah, and Dunkirk is a fucking experience. Oh, I never saw Dunkirk. Dunkirk is incredible. Like,
1: here's the problem. Is he, the man makes movies for, for the big screen. If you don't go see it in 70mm surround sound, it's not going to hit for you. Um, and look, to each throne. But my point here is that, like, I hear words from... I never hear words from Christopher Nolan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never hear Christopher Nolan's
0: statement on things. Except, like you said... His opinion on whether where movies should be seen. Exactly.
1: He talks about his art and nothing else. And frankly, that is a that is properly living out the tenets of objectivism to a certain extent. Um, whereas uh, whereas Zack Snyder keeps making shitty movies. And so, but, but the point is that like that the, that Superman is is sort of an objectivist ideal and is treated as such in Man of Steel, completely missing the point of the character and mm-hmm. completely and 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 it and I think it actually really it underlines for me my core problem with objectivism is that it suggests that there are people who are more worthy and therefore deserve a greater share of the resources of this earth a greater amount of subservience from the rest of the people that sort of thing with absolutely no responsibility to give anything back and that is the problem for me that is entirely the problem for me and i, and I want to start here i'm saying this goes for me like like to, to sort of draw some parallels here, plato's republic like that's how far back we're gonna go plato's republic i don't know if you're familiar it is a dialogue i'm gonna in case our listeners are not familiar of course connor's read everything but in case our listeners are not familiar it's a dialogue it is um it is written by plato but it it, it stars aristotle and basically aristotle just goes to a goes to a banquet and a bunch of youths are like aristotle what is the what is the uh, uh uh what is the perfect form of governance and Aristotle, being, a, being a, a Socratic method asshole, goes, well, what do you think is the perfect form of governance? And so what follows is that conversation where they where – simply by asking questions, they follow that all the way down to see who is um, – Which book is this? Plato's The Republic. That's literally the name of the book.
0: No, no, no. But book one, book two. Which, which part? Because I'm
1: it's – all, It's all of them. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a pretty short the – whole, the whole thing is pretty short. I mean it's oh. – and, and and you also don't need to read it right now. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bottom line it for you.
0: I'm just reading the meaning of justice, and whether man the just man is happier than the unjust man. Yeah, that's
1: a, that's part that's part of what they get into.
0: Oh, utopians, a uh, city-state ruled by a philosopher king.
1: That's what they that's, that's what that's what they arrive at ultimately.
0: Um, did you have more to say? No. I was okay
1: yeah but but the point the the point is just that it's a dialogue back and forth through which sort of these you know they like they'll say well everyone should get a vote and he he says even criminals and they say well maybe not criminals and so like that kind of thing from then on you get to the final vision that they arrive at which has like you're saying a philosopher king at the top and this is ideal structure remember a philosopher king at the top and that is if you have a a philosopher king that's the best governance you're ever going to get the problem is getting another one after the first one goes but it has that then a golden cra- a golden ruling class a silver class which is sort of like the merchant um, the, or I'm sorry the silver class which is the uh, uh the the military class, the bronze class which is sort of the merchant class, and then all the people sort of beneath that um, this is an early example of something that says you know what there are some people because the golden class is distinct is, is is specifically described as those people who are meant to rule um uh, probably hereditary at this time. This is this is not this is not the ideal, but the point here is that
0: no, you know, modern day it would be you see who gets voted prom king in high school yeah. and it'd be that dude. But that but dude but right but there, the, golden the, class.
1: But the point I, the point I want to make about this is that at every step of the way, these people are the golden ruling class, but it is not for their own benefit exactly it is for the benefit of the state and, and the idea is these sure. people they're being
0: given a tremendous amount of responsibility and as far as you've just described like golden implies wealth but there's no it does yeah
1: it, it, the, point, the point is that these people these, like the modern term would be noblesse oblige which I know is a loaded term but the idea is that these people uh, are, are, are operating at, a high, at highest levels are receiving sort of rewards equivalent to those highest levels but the service that they are doing is in service of the whole. Mm-hmm. They are trying to lead the whole, and like I'm not saying that like this has ever been achieved. No, it h- hasn't. Because you know, if you history. pointed
0: out that the merchants were the bronze class, yes, and yet CEOs nowadays, well, wh- 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 What I mean
1: is like uh, like I I am I'm, I'm not trying to say that the Plato's Republic is the ideal governance system. I, I, I disagree with a lot of it. But what yeah. I'm saying is that even at this time I, when I, these guys I, are, my, talking
0: my, about, my only argument was yeah. I don't think we've ever seen the I don't think we've ever seen anywhere close to the Perfect version of that that they've talked about.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it, it you know, it's. I, would, ar- I would. I would, I with, would argue that there is perhaps the closest you ever get is at the very beginning of the 1900s in America, because there are a whole bunch of very wealthy families that essentially control a lot of stuff that's going on. The Gilded Age, right? After, like, r- like a, a little af- bit, around after the whole you know a, a gangs in New York around, situation, mm-hmm. like. I'm not saying it's perfect, but, but what I'm saying is that like at that time there are a bunch of powerful, like that's where we get our public libraries from. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, like what I'm saying is that there was, there was an understanding that uh, I'm not trying to go to Matt for anybody, but I'm saying when's the last time, y- can you imagine Elon Musk trying to start a public library system?
0: Oh no, there are tons of things I see all the time. Exactly. Like, if you, yeah. if you try to describe public schools or public libraries to someone nowadays, they'd be like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Um, even public fire stations probably wouldn't get passed today. Yeah.
1: And so I just, but I, I just want to drive, and, and, so, and so the point I'm trying to make is that the idea
0: that there being people who are
1: meant to rule and those who are not meant to rule is basically as old as recorded history. Um, throughout, for a lot of that history, it is part of the duty of the people who run things to take care of the people beneath them. Uh, objectivism
0: that, removes that. That
1: well, It's not exactly objective. I, I argue it's not exactly objectivism that starts that. Ayn Rand basically...
0: Oh, I'm not saying it started. I'm just saying that that is the example. That it, started, it, right? it is. What,
1: what I'm saying is that what Ayn Rand did is she... Is, is, well, hold on. Let me, let me get there. Because because basically the point I want to make is like... Then I want to talk about muscular Christianity and sort of the prosperity Bible, which may be more familiar to me as a southern guy
0: than you. true. Sure, I'm a... I'm a- Upstate elitist. Yeah. so a, mu- An East Coast elitist.
1: Both of these things took off very early and, and were sort of um, fully operating by the time we start getting to Civil War times. Um, but they are like muscular Christianity. Like, okay, if you remember, America That's is... That's how far back it is. America is founded... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. America is founded... It, it has, there's been a resurgence recently. Mm. Um, America is founded, you know, ostensibly, as the idea is, we want to get away from control over religion, you know? What that turns into over a couple hundred years is religion's
0: kind of girly. Uh, we don't really want to truck with religion, and so there's and so. Well, also most of, the, uh, from what I remember, the people who were, at least some of the people who were sent here, or, or came here, were being prosecuted or persecuted. For the religious police, because I, they I mean, were. mean, if, if you if
1: you really look into it, they were only really being persecuted. It was more. It was it was actually less. That they were being persecuted so much as the rest of the world wouldn't submit to their religion. That, that's parties. what I mean. Yeah.
0: That's, that, that's where I was ending up at. Were they yeah. being persecuted yeah. because everyone everyone else was going? Just chill, guys. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No,
1: totally. But, um, but, the, but my point is like, religion is sort of a girly place. It's uh, like saying uh, you know, I well, was being well,
0: persecuted because someone was throwing rocks at you because you were trying to spray paint a swastika. On well, something. you're jumping ahead,
1: but you mean the modern Republican Party? Yes. Okay.
0: So, um,
1: yeah. So, but, but, the, but the point is like. Muscular Christianity was an attempt to essentially revitalize Christianity. Uh, But really what it was, was it was saying like, you know what? God makes men strong to do God's work. And whatever you're doing with your strength is God's work. And so it was essentially Mm -hmm. the idea was to just get feels like
0: manifest destiny all over. again. Exactly.
1: And it's just, it's very much tied up into that. And so the idea was just to get everybody under the tent of Christianity as with with the ultimate idea of being a voting block, which has worked out particularly well. Um, There's also the wealth. Okay. So like, Muscular Christianity starts with what you, if you're a Christian, what you are doing is in service of God. So whatever acts you are taking are in service of God. This is, you know, one of the first places where I, at least, can really identify in history people just saying Jesus for whatever they want without any adherence to what it actually means. Um, And it leads directly, I think, to the wealth prosperity Bible, which is
0: where all this seed stuff comes from. uh, I was going to say, they toss the Bible out of the window and just sort of say, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, 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 then, but then you got, like, the, the Wealth Prosperity Bible, which is
1: if you are rich, it is because God loves you.
0: This is something I can actually talk about because, you know, ro- raised Roman Catholic. Well, yeah, you see, but Roman Catholicism is very specific <gasps> well, to Christianity and that they are—everybody is bad.
1: But that's, that's a helpful, that's a helpful uh, uh, distinction to draw because I think we can agree, Roman Catholics, about as original flavor Christianity as you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now I'm, I'm saying so I'm saying not that I'm the biggest fan of, of religion in general but there is again the Roman Catholic Church is about be good to your fellow neighbor. It is a, like ostensibly, the idea is a pro such a
0: very important tenet. Go for it. Or else or else. Yeah.
1: No, but th- but that's what I'm saying. Like it is it, the the intention behind it is make people treat one another fairly. Mm-hmm. Whether that is actually the case or not, but that but the point is not to make the point is literally to say, you are no better than anyone else. Thou art mortal. The end.
0: Yes. Like, that, is, that, is, that is the general vibe no I got from No one is God, years. and you are not above God. And yeah. so
1: that's the end. Like, like, and, and, and that contrast that with muscular Christianity or the wealth prosperity Bible stuff, which is all like, God wants to provide for you because you're a good person. As long as you're making money, you are good in God's eyes. If you're not making money, that means
0: you're bad in God's eyes. Ooh, there's a direct spot where God, where Jesus said, if you are rich, you're not going heaven, into heaven.
1: One would think so. No, but, it, what, but, but, but That's in the bottom. No, I mean, it- what he actually says is we'll have a more difficult time getting into heaven than a camel threading a needle. But d- difficult time? Every single one of these guys already believe they're an exception. What makes them think they're not an exception to that, too? You see what I'm saying? Like... This is soften, there's a, this is, I'm, I'm trying to point out this theology all appears to a certain kind of asshole who is, I feel like I'm better than everybody else. I wish I could find reasons to support that belief. And it feeds directly into it. Because those are the kind of assholes who tend to end in charge of things because it's really important to them that they have the trappings of power, that they have the, the perception of success. Because without that perception of success, what are they? They are nothing. You could succeed at nothing for the rest of your life. You're still a fucking great DM and a wonderful husband. I could succeed at nothing for the rest of my life. I'd still be seven feet tall and have an amazing jawline, you know? like. But but these are just...
0: And one day you'll be an yeah. amazing husband. It's true.
1: It's true. It's true. Well,
0: um, but, uh, yeah. It sounds like more of these people need to find out uh, what makes them happy and sip their little teas and, and listen to the little Well, records. that's really getting into what I have to say about Ayn Rand.
1: No, but... Um, uh, and and so, yeah. My, my point here is that, like, I'm now showing... Uh, like, I'm in a... In a culture or in a country with inherited wealth, uh, prosperity by uh, the prosperity Bible makes less than zero sense. Um, and and but I'm, I'm trying to sort of draw a line here of the schools of thought that have appealed to people believing that they are superior and therefore not bound by the laws and rules that apply to other people. Because that's the key here is that mm-hmm. is that uh, objectivism one of its tenets is that is that basically. The leaders, the true objectivists, should not be beholden to the laws of man. They should be able to move fast and break things because what they are trying to do is so worthwhile and so great that all of humanity is basically exists so that these guys can do whatever the hell it is they're trying to do. And make no mistake, they are guys. They are guys, 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 all the way down. As far as Ayn Rand's concerned, there is like. That in each of her books there's like one female objectivist who is a clear author insert and just has graphic kinky sex with all of them and it's like just okay, go get right. your graphic kinky sex girl stop tra- stop writing ridiculous incel philosophies
0: yeah right 50 shades yeah i mean it's like like come on lady um i feel like it was implied that a lot of this was going to be about catholic like catholicism we sort of touched on that catholicism versus christianity and how like the main difference
1: well yeah and, and and I would just say that like so so the main the main point I'm trying to make here is that Catholicism you know for I'm, no one's trying to go to the mat for Catholicism here, but essentially Catholicism no. is what we what we would consider canonical canon OG Christianity, right yes, okay, yeah, and so, remarkably one
0: of the most tolerant versions of christianity the the modern church is well well
1: i, I mean I, we that's a whole different thing i can get an argument about how like that is the tolerance is why it is like like it is a very measured tolerance they have mm-hmm. built in uh they, they built like a sort of a complex theology structure that allows them to reinterpret things as people reinterpret things and so it works out very nicely for them but that's besides the point the the, the point is just that um that sort of like muscular christianity is essentially not christianity it is just yeah. it is just it's a mask it is selfish it is just selfishness uh calling itself christianity
0: and listen this is it was a way of a bunch of bad people figuring out a way of justifying their horribleness to themselves exactly yeah
1: and it's and it and it goes back to you know like like and as, probably
0: the general public that as well
1: yeah and it's like but it's like as long when when you probably more so the general public this is as old as religion which is like you know a, a king or a or a, or a or a mayor or something like that that's a guy you can you can you can have problems with a guy but if someone tells you god the creator of all things is the one telling them what's up it's hard to argue with that unless mm-hmm. you're pretty sure he's not telling the truth yeah, or she, no, there's or a
0: re- reason why the people who are like listen it's not me i'm just a wizard yeah uh got hit to death with rocks yeah. and the people who are saying like, no, no, it's not me. It's God who is also in charge of all of you. Yeah. That's didn't.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. That's like a,
0: that's a good way to put it. Um, Cause you can blame the wizard for mixing potions wrong. But once a guy says, no, no, if you hit me, God's going to be angry and you're going to go to hell. Yeah. Makes people pause for a second and well, listen to you.
1: Well, yeah, and there's also just the fact that, it's like, if you and I are both, you know, humans, and we have a difference of opinion, um, you and I can meet at a table and arrive at a compromise because we're both human, we're both fallib- fallible. You know, we have we have there's compromise probably makes sense. Speak for yourself, but if bag. We, okay, okay, <laughs> no. okay, ignore him. But like, if, but if, if if I believe that God is on my side, mm-hmm. why would I ever compromise with you? Because one, you're wrong. The Creator of all things says I'm right, and two, the Creator of all things is on my side. You're not going to win this one. You see what I'm saying? Like that's, it's it, it creates it creates frustration.
0: But I can prove that my God can beat up your God. Okay, I'm interested. Thought experiment or real experiment? Thought experiment. Okay. I don't know. Oh, you just you were just talking shit. My God is has how many tentacles does your God have?
1: My my God, super size. Your God looked like two fries. <laughs>
0: Damn it! I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I'm sure it's a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to play you my dick.
1: It's a, remind me to play you my dick. Okay. It's worth it. Okay. Um, and listeners, you should also look up, uh, maybe don't type that into the internet, but not uh, at work. Yeah. Not at work. But yeah, Um, it's a great song. Post muscular Christianity, post sort of wealth prosperity, which I think really takes root and takes off during like late 1800s, early 1900s up through today. Um, this leads us sort of directly to the modern GOP. Because, I mean, you'll notice that they're, I'm sure you have noticed that they they have essentially claimed Christianity for for themselves. Mm -hmm. That they are the Christian party, the party of family values, and yet you will notice that none of their values or, or policies seem to align with the ideas of Jesus Christ. You'll also notice, beyond that, that a disturbing number of Republican senators uh, uh, quote, uh, or, or list uh, Fountainhead or, or Atlas Shrugged as one of their favorite books. Since all these guys clearly have not read many books in their lives, each book that they do read matters more. And so it's very upsetting that this is one that they've managed to at least buy and put on their shelf and read the back of so they can talk about it. Um, like, it, 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 the parallel I'm trying to draw here is that the, 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 like the muscular Christianity is essentially... Whatever you feel is right, that's when Christ.
0: When was The Fountainhead written? When was Atlas Shrugged written? Is it the... I think the 50s, one second. That, that sounds right.
1: Yeah, so Atlas Shrugged is written in 1957. Uh, the Fountainhead is written in... Fountainhead is 1943. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so na- Fountainhead is 1943. Atlas Shrugged is 1957. And, and Fountainhead really is just, like, it is a... It is a It lays the groundwork for Alice Shrugged. Um, It is thematically incoherent, again, I've talked about earlier, that, that the main character, Howard Rourke, is an architect, which is unquestionably a service industry. And so the fact that he keeps taking clients' money and making buildings that they don't like, even if he is totally right about the buildings,
0: means that he's a terrible fucking architect. Why do people keep hiring him if they, like, when you check references and see, like, the two stars on Yelp that say, hey, I asked him to make a circle building and he made a square and yelled at me.
1: So that would be another one of these poorly thought out things in Ayn Rand's books that that I'm talking about. It's like, they just are incoherent. It doesn't, like, why would anybody hire this guy? if they knew that he was just going to throw their money away. The answer is nobody would. It only makes sense if the plot demands it. And the way she sort of explains it away is that Howard Rourke is so brilliant that other people see these buildings and, and are like, oh, clearly he's a genius. We've got to hire him. As if there is no accounting department or legal department at any of these businesses. And that's, that's sort of, that sort of brings me actually, that, that is kind of a nice segue to sort of what I really want to talk about, it, is, is that objectivism,
0: Like consequences?
1: Well, it it, it presupposes that government and business are completely separate entities. Like it requires that they be completely separate entities because the government is the bad guy in all of her books. It's always the government trying to give, give money away to the poor people and restrict the people who are actually trying to make their money. Um, or actually trying to do something with their lives, you know, like build some fucking new steel alloy or whatever the hell. Um, it's it's all it's all it's you all. Know, we need that. It's it's like oh my god, that's what we needed more like railway steel. I mean, god, is the, is there anything like?
0: I'll is, take more uh, railway steel if we actually turn our railway system into something usable yeah, to I the mean, modern that, American. Human. That's the thing is, it's like. But you know who would have to force them to do that?
1: The government. But this is how dumb Anne, Anne Rand is. is. Is she? Is she wrote about a guy who like Henry Reardon who's making. Like, he's a big industrialist in the in, 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 in the trains and in steels. In, in steels. Dagny is the trains one. He's a big industrialist in, like, trains. Making a new steel alloy is the big claim to fame. Not, like, making a more efficient train track or a train system or anything like that. It's, like, I'm just making more of a product that I can sell to other rich guys. I mean, it, 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 like, Ayn Rand's ideal world is a world full of Elon Musk's,
0: basically. Just, just patting each other on the just back.
1: Just patting, just jerking each other off and liking each other's memes. But um, but, but, the point, but I just want to get points like. But think about the requirement that government and business be wholly separate and somehow adversarial in objectivism. Has there ever been a government on the history of this planet that has not been 100% tied up in whatever the capitalism or business of that country or region was?
0: Maybe Vatican City?
1: Vatican City is perhaps the most combined with what is our profit motive and what is our form of government. They are the same thing. You give us tribute because God. You listen to us because God. It is literally the same thing. The East India Trading Company, which kind of starts up around a similar time, was more powerful than most countries for a long time.
0: I mean, for a while, Apple was worth more than Greece. I think it still might be. It's,
1: it's, it, I suspect it still is. It's mm. sort of a crazy, crazy amount of money. But my point here is just that, like, so... All of this, all of her heroes are essentially fighting against a non-existent enemy. They're fighting against a government that doesn't actually exist because in any government where, in any world where there are these powerful industrialists, guess what they're spending their money on? Lobbying. They control the government. We're watching this. And so our choice is here that Ayn Rand either didn't see that, in which case she's not particularly insightful about the world in which she lives coming from russia to america feels like you would have a specifically good framework for understanding the difference in governance between the two and how they and how they deal with business between the two but instead her work portrays not even a misunderstanding but no understanding no understanding she made up a of the one. Exactly. And that and that is over and over again what she does. She makes things up. Like and everything she's made like the conflict she's, uh, she's making up the philosophy she's totally making up the other people in her books she's totally making. Up. I mean the, the solipsism on display here is insane. I feel like you need to make up people for books. You do need to make up people, but I'm saying but I'm saying that like when when you make up someone for a book what you are reaching for
0: is an idea. Is,
1: our, is authenticity. Oh, you're yeah. reaching for reality. Even though it's fictional, you're reaching for well, the yeah, authenticity. No, of it. The you're not reaching that... for someone who says, hey, you, you're too good at making the steel. Stop making all that steel because you're making other people look bad. Ah, we're all losing money.
0: Yeah, you have to, whatever reality you create for the book, everyone has to behave realistically in that reality. Yes.
1: For example, if everyone's consistently disliking someone's fucking buildings, they can't be Keep, they can't keep getting hired for bigger and better buildings. It's not how it works. Uh, and,
0: and unless. So, yeah. Unless. It, it, You're Jared it, Kushner. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, unless it's a weird cult thing where his, where his movies, or not his movie, where his buildings are literally driving people insane and making them. Yeah. B- hire him. Yeah, exactly. But that, if that's not the
1: point... Of, but that's, that's not what's going on. There's a sculptor in Fountainhead who makes his sculptures with his own money and then sells them. He is actually a good example of the objectivist philosophy that she is trying to present. I don't know why she made Howard, uh, Howard Work the fucking hero because it really devalues her entire argument. But whatever. We'll put that aside. We're getting close to the end here. So I just want to... like I want to summarize here. My point is that objectivism to me is one of the latest in a long line of philosophies that are essentially, I am a selfish asshole, and I would like to have reasons to be a selfish asshole that are not merely, I am a selfish asshole. And so you can trace that line up through muscular Christianity and wealth prosperity and all that kind of stuff to objectivism. You can also trace that up to the Republican Party of today. Because tell me if this sounds somewhat familiar. A party that believes that Everybody has the exact same equal opportunities, and so their inability to raise themselves out of poverty reflects on their character, not their circumstances. That Christ is with you no matter what you choose to do, no matter how many escorts you pick up, no matter how many children you refuse to feed, no matter how many women you kill by refusing to allow them abortions, Christ is with you because you believe that Christ is with you that government and business are totally unethical and cannot be combined. And, and in fact, there is a separation that's somehow there. That, so like, it's, we should not look at it as just a revolving door of, of lobbyists to, department, or to uh, department directors and that sort of thing. Like, does this sound like any modern uh, uh, organization to you? I'm nodding. Yeah, Connor is nodding. Uh, uh, would you like to name that organization? This is an audio podcast. Oh, yes. Disney. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But uh, but, the but G- also
0: the GOP like
1: the uh, like, yeah, I mean, Disney Disney is what it is. I mean, it's like if if we maybe had a less objectivist political class, they wouldn't have gotten into the position where they are now, which I mean, where is, they can change
0: copyright law every five years. Exactly. Like like,
1: you know, this is there. We have had times we have had periods in this country's past where we have been very good at breaking up monopolies. Uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, performing antitrust in the proper way. Now proper is not fashion. one of them. Now is not one of them. Especially and y- and yeah. frankly, the entire time you and I have been alive have not been one of them. Microsoft was the only thing that's ever really happened in our lifetime, and that wasn't really very effective. It was sort of the first example of a government that doesn't understand technology trying to stop technology when technology is like, now we're just going to spend money until we are undeniable.
0: Anyway, welcome we, to the Hellscape podcast. Yeah, this is the Hellscape podcast. This, this, is your, uh, this, okay. this is your train, okay. derail or rerail yeah, yeah. As, as you see fit. Okay. I'm sorry for keeping bringing up trains. I just wanted to sort of like give a
1: concrete example of, um, of how sort of this objectivist thought has shaped our current reality. Um, because sort of a known, uh, a known compatriot of, of Rand's at the time was also a gentleman who is responsible for a great deal of the architecture of the current world economy. And that was Milton Friedman. Um, and so I just want to read a little quote from, from Milton Friedman. There is no way to justify our present public monopoly of the post office. It may be argued that the carrying of mail is a technical monopoly and that a government monopoly is the least of evils. Along these lines, one can perhaps justify a government post office, but not the present law, which makes it illegal for anybody else to carry the mail. If the delivery of mail is a technical monopoly, no one else will be able to succeed in competition with, this go- with the government. If it is not, there is no reason why the government should be engaged in it. The only way to find out is to leave other people free to enter. So, this is the philosophy, Milton, Milton's philosophy, and he's, he's not as bad as you might think, but his philosophy is essentially that private practice should replace government uh, government uh, practice wherever possible.
0: But, th- see, this is the argument that, w- like, when Trump was president, he, there was a huge thing about the U.S. Postal Service, and his main argument was that it was losing money. Yes, it's not a business. It's a service. Exactly. It's not designed to make money.
1: Exactly, and so that's and so that, and, and so that's what he's what,
0: what he's saying here is uh, like the the one the one part of this quote things.
1: That,
0: go ahead. It, I'm just like that's. I think that's the thing that really gets me is that they always they. They're looking at it from the point of view of profit. Yes. Always, and as forever. though
1: profit is the truest and only good.
0: Okay. And not. The betterment of society.
1: Not a livable life for all the citizens. I mean, that's the thing. is, is the, the point of view that they have is very much one of business. And you know, it's profit first, profit only. That is not the role of government. It's also not sustainable. No, it isn't. But these are all – they're not the kind of people that think beyond their own life.
0: I mean, that's why that's – why, just let's talk about it because we are film industry adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix. As a, they've always been more focused on new subscribers. Yeah. And that is now starting to, that is finally starting to catch up to them to the point where, because they don't care about existing subscribers, they want they've always been just about like this is how many new users we've added. It's I feel like it's finally hit the point where people are like We're yeah done. it's it's no longer sustainable again to use that word.
1: No yeah. Um, when your when your whole business is run on con- on forever growth. Mm-hmm. It will fail because you cannot grow forever. We're just reaching – we're just now reaching sort of the, the turning – that turning point for the first generation of tech unicorns like Netflix, mm-hmm. which essentially took VC money and have had no way out ever since. But just, the, like, just to bring it back to this quote for one second, I just want – sort of the point I want to make here is that the thing that sort of sounds reasonable – from Milton Friedman is that he says there's a law that prevents other people other organizations from carrying the mail and that makes it a government monopoly so well, here's the problem you allow uh, what, sorry? Just, what's FedEx and UPS well this is, is before them oh okay so then but so, but so then you allow FedEx and, uh, and, and you allow FedEx and UPS to start carrying mail mm-hmm. okay fair enough but then you, then you have now opened the door to the objectivists among our pol- politicians, saying, well, you know what? I've been looking at FedEx and I've been looking at, at UPS's numbers and they make money. But the U.S. Post Office loses money. So clearly this is a problem. We should just get rid of it. Which is some, an argument that they actually... Made. Which is an argument they have been making. This, and, and so Milton, Milton Friedman's understanding of the world only makes sense if he's presupposing... A total separation of government and business, in, i.e., that government is ne- that business will never lobby government to release restrictions
0: or to do things differently or to allow some space for things. It it's is like how c- communism on paper is great, but then you know, as soon as human error, I, I would argue that
1: communism at least makes sense on paper. Like yeah. com- communism does at some levels try to account for human human uh, behavior. It's not fully thoroughly successful, but it does treat human beings as human beings and not as sexless automatons which is what like objectivism is like profit machines that's all there ever is it's like and and, um yeah and so i like that's that is i think i fully described the the ecosystem i wanted to talk about now which is just that you get you get this class of people who believe that they have a right to rule beyond anybody else. And why do they believe that? Because they are in a position to rule beyond anybody else, because they have the wealth and the standing to do that. Not from their, not generally from their own, uh, uh, successes, but from family successes, heritable successes. Uh, and they uh,
0: don't attribute that to that. They attribute that to a higher power. Tribute it to,
1: yeah, they attribute it to Christ, putting them there on purpose. Um, and that leads to that divine thing. I'm saying when you believe that Christ is on your side, and you are fulfilling what Christ wants by building the kingdom of heaven, any lies you tell the public are not sins. They are steps in the path to paradise. You can't sin. You ca- exactly. You cannot sin. And that is why you repeatedly see Republicans complaining about, uh, like, like, yelling and, and raging against things like abortion and drugs and, you know, homosexuality, and then indulging in these things thoroughly with absolutely no sense of irony i mean it's because they literally are like well it's not okay for other people but it's okay for me which in addition to the selfishness just betrays such a small person you know what i'm saying like like how small must you be to want to keep everything for yourself but yeah do you feel more uh do you feel like do you feel like you understand objectivism
0: now connor (laughs) I feel like I understand your take on it. I definitely. I don't think I understand the actual definition any more than I did when I tried to read the Wikipedia article, but I definitely. It is essentially okay. Let me know. I know. know,
1: You know. I think I I have the perfect term for you to understand it. uh It is the alt right thought leaders of the past. You know how, like, the alt-right, th- the intelligentsia of the, of the alt-right are essentially saying things like... Like Ben Shapiro? Yeah, like, like yeah, like, it's always saying stuff like, you know, I'm not anti-Semitic or anything, but you guys ever notice how the Jews control the weather? Like, like it's like that kind of shit? Yeah. Like, um, she's doing the same thing. It's just in a novel format. Because now now Twitter, Twit is... Now Twitter is the way to get your message out. Back, back in her time, novels it was, it was, writing a book. was was the way to get your, your, uh, your thoughts out. Now the only reason to write so, a book is to get a TV w- deal. Like, what I'm saying is there are a lot of arguments about like trans stuff and homosexual stuff that the alt-rights version of it essentially presupposes a world that doesn't exist, a straw man, and then proceed to light that straw man on fire over and over again. This is all Ayn Rand's books do, is they create... A straw man wherein the only thing preventing brilliant oh, no, industrialists. I, I understand is the, the
0: I understand the book. Yeah. And and like I'm saying that's the
1: philosophy. That's it. Like like <laughs> the objectivism is there's an objective real world. And the objective real world is the one where, you know, women with, with so penises it,
0: shouldn't go into the women's bathroom. It says a world exists and it, and it and it's the world that I say exists, exactly, regardless exactly. of evidence.
1: That's, that's a perfect way of putting it. Connor, you've summed it up perfectly.
0: Uh, and should we end there? Uh yeah, a- ended on me being right.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, for for once, because Connor has given me multiple hours to lecture him about this, for once we're going to let we're going to end with Connor being right. He can mark this down in his calendar and uh well, I'm going to have
0: parties uh, marking this anniversary. Yeah, I'll let your wife know so
1: she can like, I don't know, bake you a cake or something like that.
0: I feel like just the assumption that my wife would ba- ba- bake me a cake is a little sexist. Cakes are for successes. What else is oh, for success? Oh, that's true. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think I I find it offensive that you are finding, that you are gendering my,
0: uh, my... Celebration? Go go have a
1: nice time with your wife. Um, Fine. This has been Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". I'm
0: Connor, 6'4".
1: And that's how the weather is up here.